0: The PHNX Coyotes Podcast brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download today using code PHNX. And this week, new customers who bet one dollar on any Thanksgiving NFL game can win a hundred dollars in free bets if either team scores a point. The fun is over. The four point four game point streak has ended. Has ended. And we are back to our regularly scheduled programming.
1: Back to the Coyotes (laughs) podcast. No, you know what, though? Again, it's 4-3 with a minute to go against the Edmonton Oilers. Yes. We're in it. Wedgie played great. It kind of just hit rewind the last show and hit play again. Like, Wedgie played gate. They're in it until the end. This one, they just came up a little bit short. I feel
0: like the th- they always come into the third period down and then make a comeback, and then it doesn't work out, and they lose, or uh, lately they were winning, but it's the same story over and over, but, uh, you know. Well,
1: and and on paper coming into this one with McDavid and Dreisel coming in, they, they lost last night in Dallas. You knew they were going to be looking for a bounce-back game. Yeah. They were looking for a win, and I, I, the only way you can beat the Edmonton Oilers is if you keep McDavid and Saddle off the score sheet. <laughs> and
0: they certainly did not do that no. at all. Today. If, they,
1: if they score, and, and both Settle and McDavid, two goals, two assists each, four points each, if that happens,
0: no chance. you're going to lose. No chance. Right,
1: and, and you know going into the game you have to keep them off the score sheet and you have to do an unbelievable job defending. Your, your main goal tonight against the Edmonton Oilers has to be defending in zone and you have to be able to defend off the rush. If you don't do those things, you can't win.
0: Yep, and uh, another thing coming into tonight and probably still after tonight, Edmonton had the top power play in the league, literally first um, 38.2% and they were 50% on the power play tonight. So let's pull up uh, tonight by the numbers. 5-3 total, that shot total is ridiculous, 43 shots by the Oilers, 50% on the power play like we said, 59% in the face. I mean, just Yeah, they dominated. dominating every yeah. one of those categories. Every
1: offensive category Edmonton dominated. Yeah. And if you if you get outshot nearly 2 to 1 and the faceoff percentages you're not starting with the puck um and you're giving up power play you you can't win. Unfortunately, this is what the statistic lines looked like a few weeks ago when the Coyotes were losing by large and wide margins. The one thing tonight though, the, the difference tonight between what's happening now and what happened a few weeks ago is Wedgwood still making a few saves. Yeah. If not for a few saves and honestly, a few nicely timed pipes, this game could have clearly got out of hand.
0: Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, that's always good to see, but man, and you look at that faceoff percentage, you think about McDavid and Drysdale coming in. It's, and the Coyotes' center position is just absolutely decimated right now. Beagle's out with an injury. Larson's still out. I think it's, today's his last day in the COVID protocol. They had to bring in Yannick. He's been scratched for the last few games. I and mean, Schmaltz
1: is still and out. Schmaltz
0: is still out. So
1: you got three of your top four centermen out against your... <laughs> a team with some of the best center depth in hockey. Yeah. It's not a good recipe.
0: Yeah. So honestly, to come out of this game, 5-3, competitive, at the end and you know 5-3 it was an empty net goal so it's not like that different but or make that much of a difference in the score sheet that's like better than I thought it was going to. Tim's go. staying
1: up late tonight which I appreciate Shane I think Shane does Shane ever go to sleep no yeah I don't know
0: but he likes your jacket I know
1: he likes my jacket I like my jacket too Shane's, kind of at
0: like... yeah, Shane, Shane's at the bar yeah Shane's at the bar
1: why are we not at the bar? I don't know. So the good news tonight, too, is the Coyotes actually got off to a 1-0 lead.
0: Yes, that's I mean, true. That's so under- Keller's underrated. goal.
1: Keller off of an assist by Kess, Phil Kessel, after a huge save by Scott Wedgwood. So he makes a huge save. Puck goes the other way. Keller and Kessel were flying they in the first looked, period. Yeah, I that think that offensively, period, they looked like they had their legs. And maybe it's because Edmonton played last night and it took them a while to get their feet underneath them because they did start off slow. And I and I don't think it took them a little while to get their engines running, but the Coyotes looked great in the first period.
0: Yeah, and that Keller Kessel duo had a ton of good looks in the first period, like so many. And the power play had some good looks, I thought. <laughs> See <that's, laughs> Petey, well, Can you do that at the holiday? Like, <laughs> what? What's worse, our PK or children? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, if you haven't heard our Thanksgiving show, you might want to tune in. A little Bah Humbug, <laughs> PD brings the. The holiday cheer. I just third-person myself. I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not me, sorry. But yeah, oh if you gosh. get a chance, tune into the PHNX Coyote Podcast Thanksgiving show.
0: Oh, yeah, there's a that's lot. What, what else
1: would you do tomorrow, though, right? Yeah. Between football games, you'd fire up our Thanksgiving show. Or if show. you just
0: need to go for a walk to like take a breather from your family, yeah. you can put in your headphones and uh, listen to Craig absolutely roast me f- multiple times for my takes when his takes were arguably more upsetting so
1: yeah they're aggressive
0: uh, very aggr- and he was he like came at me for some of my takes he was very and aggressive. you know what since he's not here yet so one of the things he came at me for was my take about cranberries and i enjoy cranberry sauce i do sue me craig thinks that's ridiculous for some reason so he really has been aggressive about that well in the second intermission tonight jody jackson uh interviewed the coyotes players what's their favorite food and you know what uh scott wedgwood said cranberries exactly and i will be bringing that up to craig first thing when he calls in so i just want everyone to know yeah
1: and again i don't like cranberries but if you do great, like uh, he was aggressive.
0: Yeah. It's like, he, you're, you don't care that I like. I have to say he nearly like-
1: overstepped. <laughs> and I want to talk, get back to the, the, the Watts, what he had up on, on the reviewed goal. Like,
0: Oh yeah. You had said something. So uh, tell us, cause you were a former video coach. Okay. That was your job.
1: This is what I did for Well, ever since the challenge was enacted into the NHL, that was my job is making those calls. So, we don't have a good look. We have the same look here that you had at home. There wasn't, you need to see the blue line camera. And w- one of the things inside the video room is you have a, a camera on each side of the blue line. We have one low, one high one on this side, one on that side. I I don't know. And, and Hunter Churney is the video guy there. I'm not saying he gets to make the call. Even sometimes the head coach makes the call and, and he, they don't have a clear look at it. They're looking at a monitor below their feet, so it's hard to see. The one for me, though, on offsides, either it is or it isn't. I mean, it's either your toes on the blue line or it's not. Um, So I wish we had a better look at it because I'd like to see what what they saw in the video room because to us, it's too hard to see from that overhead camera. Turns the game around, though. If that doesn't count, that doesn't count. You still have 30 seconds left. So I guess... You have to take the chance if you think it's even close. Throw the flag. Um, I wish we could have seen it. It was. Review was done by the situation. It was under a minute to go.
0: Is, that a, is that a rule? If it's under a minute? Thanks, Kale. Is that a rule? Yep. Oh. Well, good to know. I did not know that. If... Uh if Tourni thinks it's offside, is he calling up to the video coach or? Well, see, no, Kale just ruined my whole thing
1: because no. Kale's right and I'm wrong. And so here I'm coming in as the hockey guy. So I'm bad at hockey. Bad at hockey again. Wow. No, but it, the, the way that does take place, yeah, it, it's anytime a goal is scored, the first one of the assistant coaches has a headset on to the video room and they're asking offside goalie interference. Every single goal that's scored is it offside, it's goalie interference. And they have a, there's a monitor at their feet and you put a big sign in green that says good goal or it's in big red, it says offside because it's hard to hear in there. So they have hmm. cues at their feet that tell them, yes, we need to make a call and it's going to be because of this. Hmm. So thanks, Cale, for correcting me. I apologize. You are correct. Look at that. Caleb. Well, thanks, Caleb. <laughs> Caleb, Caleb Reedy. See, I was.
0: Are, are you thinking Cale Breedy? Yeah. Um, yeah, i was saying Cale Breedy. <laughs> you could, I could see Caleb, how you would I'm sorry.
1: i'm just gonna start can we start over
0: (laughs) should we just play the intro again and go for it from the top oh my gosh well i see uh karen's in the chat hi karen i saw karen in the discord earlier said so dried tonight scored his 20th goal of the season in his 19th game like i saw that he'd already scored his 20th goal like are you kidding me that's insane and um she pointed out that he has 20 goals as an individual, and the Coyotes as a team have 36.
1: When we did our pregame show, our preseason show, we asked if there would be any 20 goal scorers on the Coyotes team through 82 (laughs) games. That's sad. And we took the over-under at two players. Honestly, I don't know if anybody will get to 20.
0: don't know either. He's done it in 19
1: games. That's insane. That's insane. Like the pace that they have, Drysaddle has 20 now, McDavid has 22 assists that's insane how much they're scoring like the offensive pace they're on but we've seen this year after year in the regular season from these guys and it just slipped away in the playoffs they just can't keep the pace up and I don't know if it's because the other team defends harder the pace quickens everything gets a little bit tighter I don't know but they just haven't been able to duplicate that what they're seeing in the regular season and the offseason but right now they are Absolutely on fire. And that dry saddle goal on the power play, he has two players on him, like Fashing and Gostaspear. It's great coverage. They're on him. Sticks are on him and he still scores. Like it, I'm one that usually sits here and goes, hey, that D zone coverage was blown or this guy should have been there. Or this guy should have been here. They had that covered perfectly. Like yeah. they were on him and he still muscled through it. He's a really, really yeah. strong man and strong on a stick to be able to fight through that, still get a shot off and still score. This pace is unbelievable right now. It, they're fun to watch.
0: Yeah, they are. And another fun stat from tonight. Um, tonight, with his assist, Connor McDavid um, is now the fourth fastest to reach 400 career assists in NHL history, behind only some uh, nobodies, Wayne Gretzky, Mario Lemieux, and Peter Statsny, So
1: That's unreal. It, it's, it's, <laughs> they're so much fun to watch when they're playing like that like it, it there were moments in this game as the game wore on again the first period i thought the coyotes looked sharp i thought they were skating well they moved the puck well and we, we thought we were gonna have a good night kraus was flying we talked about keller already yeah
0: after watching going one one after one i'll take it
1: yeah and then the tide turned and once edmonton turns it up and their offense is playing like that it yeah. is just fun to watch and it looks like everybody else on the ice is just standing still
0: yep Uh, There was a a question earlier in the chat. Chris asked, "Is PD drinking?" Oh,
1: I I haven't yet. And and I know you probably can't see the label here. This is it's from the Bemidji Brewing Company in Bemidji, Minnesota. I took a road trip there this summer with my hometown, and it is a Red X Multi Amber.
0: Oh, look! We're getting the zoom. zoom. Oh, look at
1: this! From so it's the Bemidji (laughs) Brewing Company. (laughs) <laughs> we drove across country. We put this in the trunk in a cooler all the way home for a special occasion. And the special occasion today, the Bemidji State Beavers, my hometown. I didn't go to school there, but my hometown yeah, college cool. yeah. is here playing the ASU Sun Devils. Um, they beat the Sun Devils tonight, 4-3. to ASU had a late comeback, got two goals in the third. It was 4-1 Beavers, and ASU made a comeback. Just fell a little short, 4-3. Craig and I will be going to the game on Friday night to watch yep. the Beavers and the Sun Devils battle again at Oceanside. So, in honor of that series, I am having a Bemidji Brewing Company Red X Amber Ale. Cheers. Cheers. One, one,
0: yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't do it tonight. I just, it's late. I need to oh. drive home still. <laughs>
1: I know. Oh, wow. man. That is fantastic. Speaking of late night. That is, oh, yeah. Speaking of late night, are we talking about last night?
0: Oh, I was like, where are we going? That just goes to show how brain-dead I am. So last night um, at PHNX, we had a Friendsgiving. There we all are.
1: That is the entire crew at PHNX and a couple from DNVR yes. who flew so out. So
0: our CEO, Brandon's front and center there in the PHNX shirt. On the left is Eric, the head of design and he's the one who designed Cody. So if yeah, you love Cody, Cody that's Eric. So that's that's the Peach X crew. We had a blast last night. A um, lot of fun. So. <laughs>
1: yeah. I wish we could zoom in on Craig. You're right. Like an angry Craig.
0: <laughs>
1: Thank God he's a writer and not on TV. Wait. No. It was fun. It was my first Friendsgiving.
0: What are your What are your thoughts? I need to know because all week you said I've never I've never done Thanksgiving.
1: I've never well I've done Thanksgiving. Sorry, I've done Friends-
0: Thanksgiving, and you were you were very stressed.
1: I was stressed.
0: And how did it go? Fine. It was fine. fine. <laughs> it was fine.
1: Like I don't know, like the food is fine.
0: Yes, did an Irish goodbye. He just walked yeah. out.
1: There <laughs> you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like is, I just did. Is anybody looking? Yeah. I, no, he was talking out. to
0: me. He's like, do I have to go say bye to everyone? Yeah. Can I just walk out? No, it
1: was great. I tell you what, it, it's, it's everybody in there. We just t- talked sports and everybody yeah. gets sports. Like my wife is a big baseball fan and she had Derek in the corner talking baseball for a half hour. Like it was, <laughs> it was fantastic. Yeah. More food than you could handle. Oh
0: my God. We should do a cooking show here at PHNX.
1: Clearly, Honestly. again, Derek, Derek with the brisket. Wait, what did Sa- Saul make? Saul ham? made
0: ribs. No, he what made was that, ribs. Oh, it was ribs.
1: ribs. Who? There was ham there. He the ham. bought the ham. He bought the ham. Yeah. Made the ribs.
0: I think Lindsay was supposed
2: to. Oh,
1: oh. Throw out the boss. <laughs> I she brought the <laughs> ham, but I don't know.
2: She's so
0: not, the food she's was great.
1: The company, the, the company did a great job. It was a lot of fun, and I tell you what, this PHNX crew is just. They're fun to be around. Yeah,
0: it really like and hang it out. Really, it is a family. It, it and I know like it might sound cheesy, but like it genuinely is a family, with just the, you know the crew among the people who work here. But we also feel that way with the people who are our members, and especially all of you in the chat. It's literally 11 p.m. the night before Thanksgiving, and you all are here, and that means so much to us. Thank you so much, and um, you know, become part of the family, become a member at gophnx.com. I heard today. There's going to be a Black Friday sale, up to uh, 50% off at the PHNX Locker. Seriously? Um, Aaron, show our shirts. For those who haven't seen or just want to see, again, our brand new Coyotes design that was dropped just last week you can get that on a Black Friday deal. We also got new colors in the Cody the Coyote design that we're super excited about. So keep an eye on the PHNX locker, all this Black Friday deals. And there's also going to be a deal to become a member this week around Black Friday. So it's it's a great time to become a member. Um, You can join our members only discord. You can read all of Craig's amazing stories on gophnx.com. But if you're also fans of other teams, there's amazing amazing content as well literally every team here in the valley and the universities um as well and the big matchup is on saturday the territorial cup Cup. so they'll be covering that as well so be sure to check it out your support means a lot and like we said it, it it really is a family so you know Thank you all for being here at 11 p.m. with us because...
1: Yeah, it's late. Like, it that's is too two late, late nights in a row for me. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm in bed. I, we've talked about my... I'm in bed. Clearly, I'm in bed by now. Like the, We got to talk to Bettman about these 8 o'clock games. Not... I here. know. So just a couple more things I want to make sure we get in about the game before Craig joins in. I think the start was great. I think what really changed the momentum in tonight's game was the penalties in the first period. I think they had to kill... They had three penalties in the first period... Roussel is the one that the McDavid ends up getting the goal to, to tie it at 1-1. It's a, it's a senseless—he doesn't need to, to do the face wash at the end. I know emotions are running high. It's too bad that he ends up in the penalty box there. Um, You can't put the best power play in the National Hockey League on the yeah. power play three times in the first period and expect to come out of there w- without giving up a goal, especially when you've struggled at the penalty kill throughout points of the season. So I think that was where the momentum started to change. And in the second period— Edmonton found another gear and Arizona just didn't have anything to answer it. They were couldn't sustain a four check. They were dumping in pucks and Edmonton was breaking out with ease. And conversely, on the other end of the ice, Edmonton just had an inordinate amount of offensive zone pressure, offensive zone time, puck pressure, and the game turned around after that second period.
0: Well, should I think this is a good time. So I know this has been a popular segment Uh, video coach Petey doing his breakdown and every time he does this I learn something new so we did a little bit of a breakdown on one of the I think what was it the second The goal goal.
1: at that time we thought was going to be the winning goal
0: (laughs) but it was still it still was significant it was a, a and you know we learned a lot I, Aaron and I learned a lot having you explain it so I hope you can but, all learn a lot too from and,
1: and before we put up the, the slides and I know this is hard if you're listening on the podcast in your car in the morning like I know Dan is with the kids <laughs> we, we, this is hard you have to use your magic don't close your eyes Dan because <laughs> you're driving so don't close your eyes and imagine it but I want but But if you get a chance, go back to the YouTube. I'm going to try to explain these the best I can. And what we talk about when playing the Oilers, the most important thing to do is defend against Connor McDavid. Extremely important, right? But when we start to look through these slides, this might be a little bit of overkill. And that's how this play starts. So this ends up being the the second Edmonton goal in the second period. And if you want to put up slide number one, We call this over back checking. So McDavid has the puck entering the Arizona Coyotes zone. He is all alone. And there are five Arizona Coyotes surrounding him. We call this puck watching. When you're not watching what's happening behind you, you don't know who else is in the play. You're puck watching and focused totally on the puck carrier. It's five on one. Okay, the fact that's that a this bad sign.
0: Results in a goal is just. And that's,
1: yeah. The irony there is if it's five on one, you better get the puck off of McDavid. Yeah. But clearly, McDavid yeah. is He's high, David. high skill. Yeah. So if we go to the next slide. So now, what happens here when we talk about over-back checking, all of the Coyotes players follow McDavid into the corner. And what is supposed to happen, players need to stop when they're entering the defensive zone and take up their defensive zone assignments. So in this case, the wingers, the wings forwards are, are responsible for protecting and defending against the defensemen of the opposing team. So if you see the red circles watching on YouTube, Clayton Keller should be on the right circle, the red circle on the right, and Phil Kessel should be on the red circle on the left. They should have stopped there and prepared to defend more Oilers that are coming into the play, as you can see in behind. Go to the next slide. So as you see from this view, If you would see where Kessel would be right in front of Cassian, right in the slot. And again, if you would stop there, and you're talking about defending, and again, we're trying to do this for the audio only, you need to stop so that some players are spread out around the defensive zone. In this picture, everybody's in the corner. You need to spread out. So let's go to the next picture. This is what a defensive zone coverage should look like. In your mind, think of five on a dice, the number five. You should have your wingers protecting against the defenseman up top. Your center should be in the middle of that five. And the two defensemen are down low, protecting down low. That's what it should look like. So the next slide. So you don't see five on a, a dice here. So Phil Kessel finally realizes that that he over back check and he needs to recover and get back to cover his point. Everything else is fine. Jacob Chikrin is going out to Drysaddle. That is now his man. So Drysaddle has the puck along the wall, right at the hash marks. Jacob Chikrin is going out to cover him. Everything looks good if Phil Kessel is covering his point. Now, that pass is way too easy for Dreisaitl to CC. So we go to the next slide. Because Kessel was not there covering CC, Chikrin sees the pass go up to the defenseman CC, and he's all alone. So Chikrin goes, well, I have to get up there and protect that pass. So Chikrin leaves Dreisaitl, which is his assignment. Jacob Chikrin's job right now is is to take Dreisaitl from the wall and take him all the way back to the net. That is now his man. He's responsible for taking Dreisaitl to the net. If Phil Castle was on CeCe, Chickren could stay with Dreisaitl. and he could go to the net. We go to the last slide. Off the rebound from a shot from CeCe, comes right to Dreisaitl, who is uncovered, and puck ends up in the back of the net. Wow. So what basically breakdown. what happens on every goal is it's not just one mistake, it's two and it's three. So if you look at that clip and you're watching the game fast, you go, well, Chickren, why did Chickren leave Dreisaitl? Well, it's Chickren's fault. He left Dreisaitl. But there's so many things that led up to that. It was Keller and Kessel over back-checking. It was Kessel not getting out to his point fast enough, so Chickren was recovering for that mistake, which leads to another mistake, and you can't make mistakes against the Edmonton Oilers because they make you pay for it.
0: Well. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Tim said that was incredibly informative and also depressing. <laughs> <laughs> and that is what you get watching the PHNX Coyotes yeah. game show. Bring it right back down to earth. Well, bringing it to some more positive news, and I know the game ended up being 5-3. Four of those goals were scored against uh, goaltender Scott Wedgwood, but we did feel that he played a good game tonight, and we still made him our DraftKings king of the game because – He kept the Coyotes in this. He faced 43 shots, had 39 saves, 0.907 save percentage. You know, he's just been the bright spot in this stretch of Coyotes games so far. And, you know, we'll also acknowledge that Keller had a multi point night. He's on a four game point streak now, um, which is great to see. Kessel's had points in, I think, five of the last six or something like that. So it's great to see the numbers from the, you know, the forwards that you want to be seeing produce that offense, but it's also great to have that. And same with bear
1: He's another guy that's yeah. provided the offense for this team the entire season. Um, the play where he scores that goal, he has three attempts at the net. He stuck with, stuck with the play. It's a fantastic play. Ended with a great shot that actually tipped off the defenseman's stick, but there are still some offensive bright spots, and they don't happen if the DraftKings Sportsbook app, king of the game, Scotch Wedwood, Scott Wedgwood doesn't make those saves. And that is something this team, we've said it over and over again. There was a period through the first 13 games where they're not getting those saves. And if they don't get those saves and you're down four to one, you can't come back. Like yeah. the, the the bench just is dejected and they go, "We, we it's too big of a hill to mm-hmm. climb. After this, it was one, one after one okay yeah yeah we're in this we can still we can still battle back and wedgie's gonna shut the gate and we're gonna be fine so he gives the team confidence to keep going and I'll say this um, Vimelka did the same thing in his last start too and I think now that that Vimelka is not the guy that he has you know he has a lesser role he's not playing as many games I think you're gonna see his play elevate too. in his last start in his first win, I thought he played really well, so hopefully he can continue that too. And both goaltenders continue on the pace they're on, which gives the fans a chance.
0: Yes, for sure. Well, before Craig gets back, wait. Just...
1: Before Craig gets back, seriously? Like, is he
0: gonna come? Yeah, he just texted. He said he's on his way up to the booth. He's
1: halfway home to Gilbert right now. I bet <laughs>
0: he's he's getting his steps in on the stairs. You know, Jeez. it's a big tomorrow's a big day. It's a big eating day. You got to get your steps in today.
1: I'm wondering, does he have a green screen at home when he's just like sitting on a couch <laughs> the whole time?
0: Are you going to watch football tomorrow, Petey?
1: Absolutely. football on
0: Thanksgiving? Guys? 100%. Are Will you gonna, I watch are all you, three? Are you going to bet on the games?
1: You have to bet on the games. <laughs> if you don't bet on the games, why would you watch
0: them? I mean, if you want a little extra incentive to bet on the games tomorrow. Uh, this week at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, new customers sign up using the promo code PHNX. And bet $1 on any Thanksgiving NFL game can win $100 in free bets if either team scores. So that's a no-brainer. And for the Thanksgiving game, all customers get a risk-free bet. This is for you. A risk-free bet up to $25 if your same game parlay doesn't win.
1: How do you argue with that? I mean,
0: you might as well just go for it.
1: I don't know who. I know I bet against the Lions. I know that. Because I'm an <laughs> NFC North. Well, I'm an NFC North guy with the Vikings, right? So you got to bet against the Lions.
0: Yeah, they And Craig been will
1: say, yeah. So <laughs> I don't know what the parlay is yet, but there will be on. The Detroit Lion game.
0: Well, maybe you'll uh, have to let the members only discord know what you're betting and then they can know to not do that. Because when you speak your bets out loud is normally I know. when you it, don't honestly, do so well.
1: <laughs> and shane, Shane's shane gone by now, but Shane on the bet show will attest to that. I've been on the bet show once. <laughs> <laughs> one, one time. Oh for, no for 9. And I didn't get that call. But then the you went
0: day. on a heater after.
1: Yeah, I, I was, I was uh, 13 and 2 after that.
0: <laughs> Craig's already depressed over tomorrow's Bears game.
1: So we should start taking bets. Like, does Craig have his glasses on or off? I know oh, say- yeah,
0: we should just start doing our, our own betting and during our yeah, show. I'm, I'm gonna guess off Off? off. discount card. Does, um, I'll bet, um, beers. I'll bring beers if if they're if he has them if on. If he has, he them, has them on, you're bringing beers if he has his glasses on. Okay, yep. Oh, All oh right. Karen
1: said they're playing the is the lions and bears and tigers? Oh my, I don't know. Is it? I don't know. We don't know.
0: I Karen's let's on say, top of the football Listen, I'm a, I'm a parade girl, and I and then the dog show. And then the dog. The dog show is big in my house. I, Please listen maybe. to our Thanksgiving podcast. It's <laughs> we, you just will learn a lot about the three of us. Yeah, I don't oh, know if that's
1: a good thing because I don't know if I came across very. good. Yeah, you were
0: kind of grumpy in the beginning of that one, but I anyway, guess that's, that's me. Anyway, back to the Thanksgiving game. Yeah, Lions played the Bears. Look okay. At that. I'll have to rethink well, my bets. Be sure to bet on those games tomorrow when you sign up using the promo code PHNX, bet a dollar on any of the Thanksgiving <laughs> NFL games. And if either of you uh, scores a point, you'll win $100 in free bets. So make sure to do that tomorrow as you're enjoying your day with uh, your loved ones. That's 21 and over, Arizona only, gambling problem. Call 1 800 next step. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. And Tim
1: should be asleep because he has to make the turkey in the morning. That's the problem with the turkey. It takes too darn long. I know. Like so, we're, we're having tacos tomorrow yeah. and that's no time at all.
0: Yeah. Um, we. So if you listen to the podcast, you would know that uh, we're – we're a, bit, a drinking family, so we drink mimosas in the morning. So we start drinking mimosas right when the turkey goes in the oven at like eight or nine a.m., and then it doesn't. It never stops from there. So that's that's a my family tradition. Love that, and you know I'm sure the Coyotes will be celebrating tomorrow as well. They have an off day tomorrow, I yep. believe, um, before they face Dallas. Dallas this weekend. So Dallas. They had a rough start to their season. Um, They did not win in the regular, in regulation for many games, but they've kind of pulled it together a little bit. They're 8 7 2, 6 in the Central, um, coming off in a two game win streak. They beat Edmonton last night. Um,
1: Yeah, they won four out of their last five. They dropped one to Minneapolis or to Minnesota last week on the road. Uh, the, The one thing I look at this matchup with the Dallas Stars, when they're at home, they're a really good hockey team. So if, if this game was in Dallas, I would say it was going to be a little more difficult for the Coyotes. The one advantage the Coyotes have, just like we talked about Edmonton being on a back-to-back and having a slow first period, and we saw the Coyotes on a back-to-back um, have, a, have a tough first period on the road. Um, Dallas plays at home on Friday night. They play the Colorado Avalanche in, in Dallas. So it's a back-to-back traveling east to west Uh, you think maybe if the Coyotes can get off to a quick start and we we, maybe we'll do keys to the game that day, that's one of the keys they need to get a quick start because on that back to back Dallas, Dallas is just going to try to survive that first 10 minutes, try to find their legs, get their wind. The Coyotes need to jump all over them in the first 10 minutes. So I think that's going to be really important. And it's one bright spot on the back to back. So we'll see what goaltender they face. You figure, you know, I don't know if they'll see Ottinger. I, I I don't know who they're going to end up playing, but, but on a back-to-back gives the Coyotes, potentially gives them a chance.
0: Yeah, this is one of those I kind—I of, look at, one of those games on the calendar that I look at as an opportunity for the Coyotes to win. Do Would you agree?
1: Yeah, but for sure. And I wouldn't have said that um, two weeks ago. I would have said the Dallas Stars on a Saturday. I would, have, I would have said no. But with the goaltending they're getting and the way they've been skating, moving the puck around, yeah, there there's a chance. And the Dallas Stars, the one thing that concerns you though is they are pretty good up the middle. You know, if you get, you've got Ben and Sagan. If if they split them up up the middle, ah, that that could be a challenge. You know, Rupe hints up the middle. There, there are. That's a challenge, and I think it showed tonight. Their lack of center depth really hurt them in yeah. this game. All right, here it Craig's is. Calls. Craig's, Craig's calls.
0: Craig's calls. Craig's calls. It's Craig. Hi, Craig. Hi, Craig.
2: Almost thanks it's almost Thanksgiving, guys.
0: It's almost Thanksgiving. Okay. We're 45 minutes away. Craig, yeah. I just want to let you know that you won me beers. Yeah. Because you're not How wearing your I... glasses. Yeah, we had we, we had a bet if you'd wear bets. glasses.
1: Because people are talking about Clark Kent, so I said you'd have your glasses on tonight.
2: You said I would?
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. How much um, did you
1: lose, Petey? Just beer. <laughs> I, okay. am beer. I am
0: this beer. This is a
1: trend bro. for you, by the way.
0: Beer? <laughs> Or no, losing. 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 Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, Craig, first of all, I have to start with something very important. And that is you came at me pretty hard this week on my stance on cranberries. And um, during the second intermission, they interviewed some kind of players on Bally about their favorite Thanksgiving foods. And friend of the program, Scott Wedgwood, came out right away and said that his favorite Thanksgiving food is cranberries. What do you have to say?
2: I'm I'm embarrassed for him.
1: (laughs) 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 Did you have the cranberries last night at Friendsgiving? I did not. I did not. The
0: ones that Aaron made, by the way.
2: I know. Aaron, we had this discussion. uh, I explained myself. uh, Aaron probably doesn't even remember. But we'll have cranberries tomorrow. By the (laughs) way, Aaron, my wife, Tara. I don't
0: remember.
2: I you said specifically me. to
0: me, you're probably not going to want to listen to the pod tomorrow again.
2: <laughs> yes, yeah, I did say that. I did say that, yeah. I also will have cranberries on the table tomorrow at Thanksgiving because my wife loves them, but I won't good. be eating
0: them. All right, all right. Yeah. Well, that's en- enough about cranberries. Uh, how was? The- what did you hear in the post-game pressers from tonight?
2: Uh, I mean, I think you guys saw it. The Coyotes had a really good start tonight. Loved the first 16 minutes for them, 15 minutes, whatever it was. As soon as the Oilers went on that first power play, the game shifted completely. You can't put that power play on the ice. You, you got to avoid the penalty box as much as possible. They got momentum off of it. And then it was it was pretty much all Edmonton until that, that ill-fated rally at the end. The Coyotes were already in a really tough situation here. They're without three centers tonight with Nick Schmaltz still out of the lineup. Johan Larson and COVID protocols, and Jay Beagle out. So you knew you were going to have a really tough time matching up against the Oilers, and you, you, you got to stay off the power, uh, keep them off the power play, and they couldn't do that tonight. But even so, I thought there were a lot of positives from this game tonight. I like the way they came back again. I like their start. They're 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 still, I think, playing better as a team than we saw earlier yeah. in the season.
1: Yeah, the puck moving in the offensive upside in that first period, they were skating, moving the puck. They got the early lead. I thought Krauss was flying in the first period. I think they struggled, like you said, once once the power play goal that they gave up it kind of took the wind out of their sails. And the second period, I thought Edmonton was outstanding. I thought they skated well. They The, the, the Coyotes could not establish any offensive zone time or pressure at all in the second period. And honestly, they were being entertained and watching the Edmonton Oilers play for a period and a half.
2: Yeah. On that note, can we just take a moment and appreciate what Leon Dreisettle and Connor McDavid are doing this season? I think 11 points for that line tonight. How good is it to be Zach Cassian, by the way, and play with those two guys? (laughs) He's like, he's like the Pat Maroon of this season, right? Just in the right spot at the right time. Wow. Those two are, Leon Dreisettle has what, 40
0: points now? it's just I don't know crazy. points, but he has 20 goals which is yeah insane. mcdavid's
1: got 22 assists like they're the, the the numbers they're putting up and and craig there were there were moments i i i won't we've talked about we drew up a, a defensive zone coverage the coyotes missed some d zone coverages there's no doubt about it but on dry uh second power play goal in the third period he's got two coyotes on him. he's got fashing and bear sticks on him good defensive zone coverage on the penalty kill, and he still scores. Just out-muscle them. Yeah. Those two are so fun to watch with their speed, strength, and skill. Now, honestly, like it's hard to say. There are some nights I, I wouldn't pay for a ticket to watch hockey. I would pay to watch those two guys play. They're they're just there were, unbelievable.
2: There were a lot of Albertans in the arena tonight, I can tell you that, to watch these two play. They are, I mean, the, the points that they're putting up this season, this is... Right now, this is like Gretzky Lemieux territory. These guys are averaging like two points a game that when you when you when you add that up over the course of a season, we're just talking about ridiculous numbers. I, I don't know still if Edmund, Edmonton has the depth around these guys to to make that deep run to win a cup even. Um, but but these two guys are special and it, it doesn't it doesn't take much to fill around those guys when they're playing at that kind of level.
0: Exactly. That's what we were saying in the chat was having a bit of a debate as well about whether or not they can reach that uh, that place. Well, on the flip side of that, looking at the reverse side of the standings, just an update. Seattle ended up winning tonight, so on the tank watch, that's a win for the Coyotes. On the flip side, Ottawa lost their first game back from their COVID pause, so looks like the Coyotes are still have have a
1: slightly lead,
0: slight lead
2: in the so you know. Ottawa, Ottawa lost in regulation yeah I think that was their second game back on this road trip but oh, yeah. they played they played well tonight so hmm. yeah it was 6-3 I, I thought, final in San Jose wow 6-3 it was 3-3 when I went down to the interview room yeah, yeah
0: so so Arizona has currently 10 points in 31st place Ottawa has nine but have uh three three games, three in, games hand. in hand so We'll see. We'll see. And uh, I saw Sammy in the chat ask for the uh, rebuild reminder. Actually, Aaron's here. Just oh, we get, we got a yeah. live. <laughs> rebuild reminder. It's so good.
1: It is good. And <laughs> so and, and good. again, so this as a Coyote fan is almost a perfect night, right? You score first. You get to watch unbelievable talent on the ice you you make a last minute comeback to keep you in your seat until the end of the game and you still don't lose any ground in the race for right. Yep.
0: And even though the four game point streak ended, it, there was still excitement at the end, just like the last few games going to overtime all the, all those times. So.
1: And Bees brought this up too, Kells, you look at some of the players like Kells, uh, Keller and Kessel both um still p- providing offense like Kessel's would we say five out of six games now he's got points in we talk about this trade watch 2022 (laughs) is is Phil Kessel increasing his trade value by putting up these kind of numbers Craig
2: well he likes playing against the Edmonton Oilers he's got 26 points in 26 games against them it's one of those teams for some reason you know you, you have it against certain teams but yeah I I think he's playing hard, Petey. I, I see that from him. He He's not always getting on the score sheet, but I think he's playing pretty hard. And <laughs> that's probably the end game, right? He's probably looking for another opportunity somewhere else. Yeah, but, but that's okay, right? It. He's around yeah. it. Yeah, he is. He absolutely and, is.
1: But yeah, I think he's skating well. And he, if, if he's around the offense, he's going to get points. It's just what Phil Kessel does. If he's around it, he'll get his points.
2: Yeah. I wanted to, I didn't, I didn't get a chance to talk to Dave Tippett. They they obviously played last night in Dallas. So limited availability. I had to do a radio spot for Edmonton and, and then join you guys. So I didn't get to see him, but you know, I always think about Dave Tippett when he's in this building. I, I always wonder what, what his perspective is. He coached for so many years here without anything close to the center talent that he's got right now. So he goes from the outhouse to the penthouse with these two guys. What a, what a feeling for him for However much longer he's going to be in the coaching ranks, Petey. You
1: know, I I agree. And and having the ability to have someone that he never had that – and I'm not just talking about the the two best players in the league right now are Drysaddle and McDavid points-wise. Like, they're head and shoulders above. But he didn't have somebody that you could throw over the boards that could go get him a goal. That was a threat to score. And there are not just McDavid and Dreisel. I'm saying there are those elite players throughout the league, but you can throw an Ovechkin on the ice or, you know, Mm -hmm. Kane can get on the ice and you go, okay, they're a threat to score when they jump over the boards. During Dave Tippett's time here, he didn't have that. There was nobody to go, oh yeah, well let's throw these guys over the boards and he'll go score. Like even like an Antoine Vermette, you know, he's a defensive centerman, but, but he had to play a higher role here. Because that's the way the, the roster filled out. So when Dave Tippett was here, he was a defense first coach because Dave Tippett wanted to win. And if you want to win with a team that can't score, you better defend. So if yeah, you want you remember to, that
2: narrative? Yeah, you look at you Dave Tippett
1: that? now. Yeah. You want to call him a defensive coach? Look at the numbers they're putting up. You coach exactly. what talent you have, right? Exactly. If you have offensive exactly. players, you coach offensively. If you don't, you coach defensively. I I it's amazing to me. Well, you had to defend that team had to defend. So yeah. I, I know he's, it's great for him to have that. He needs to see some success in the playoffs. He has to. Yeah. Um, no
2: question. They got to get some more depth around him still. And I think they will make some moves at the deadline, but yeah, I, I still look at this lineup lineup and think, mm, this is not a complete lineup yet. Once you get to the playoffs, things will change a little bit and they have for the Oilers. So we'll yeah. see. I don't, I, I don't know how much longer he's going to be around too. Right, the last year of his deal, right? Yeah. So, contracts up.
1: And, and yeah. who knows? Like, you know, he, as you get, and you've done a, a done it all behind the bench you start to go gosh it might be nice to see my grandkids yeah. I, I I don't know like that time may be coming and everybody that's ever been behind the bench wants to chase the cup right that's what they do and, and coaches coach you've seen coaches get into broadcasting they're back I mean Rick Tockett's broadcasting now and John Tortorella I know they're both <laughs> cannot wait to get back to coaching so we'll see what Dave Tippett does he, he's right. a really good coach he's a good person um, I I hope he he sees some success in the playoffs this year. I'd be really happy for him.
2: Yeah, I do wonder. You know, you can talk about stepping away, but then when it's in your blood like it is with Dave Tippett, you wonder how long it would be before he'd miss it. On the flip side, you know, maybe he wants to live in one of those two beautiful Arizona homes that he that he's gonna have. So <laughs> is one of them in Gilbert? Is he have one in Gilbert? <laughs> does not have one in gilbert he, he <laughs> specifically said he did not want to be my neighbors so.
1: doesn't want to be near craig morgan yeah. oh yep. my
0: gosh
2: that's
1: not very nice well craig,
0: craig we'll okay. let you go it's late thanksgiving's tomorrow the people want you to invest in a traeger so you can smoke a turkey um, i think it's a good idea actually so I, I think so too so uh so you do that and enjoy thanksgiving with your family tomorrow, yeah craig.
2: have a happy one thanksgiving day. craig one thing I wanted to mention, guys, before we are, we're out of here, this is the one year commemoration of Leighton Ocardo's death. Um, the Coyotes did a nice job honoring her again between the first and second periods. And I, I, I can't say much more than I've already said about Leighton that just, it, one, one thing that Carly, her mom said to me when I wrote a story back in February, You know, when they were gonna honor her last year, she, her, her greatest wish was that Leighton is not forgotten, that her legacy endures. And I think with the Coyotes and the impact that Leighton made on the hockey community, that's always going to be the case. I, I mean, I only, I only got to talk to Leighton a handful of times, but she certainly made an impact on me, and it's pretty clear that she made an impact on this entire community.
1: And and I'll, I'll, i echo those comments, Craig. When you, when you look at somebody that was going through what she was going through, and every time I saw Layton, she was smiling every single time. Yeah. Whether it was in the hospital, we did we did zoom calls with her w- with guys in the locker room before games to fire guys up. And she was in the hospital in a hospital bed and she was smiling. And I, at this time of year, especially yeah. when people need to look and go, okay, th- things aren't that bad. Like I- I'm grateful and thankful for what I have. and, and the spirit and the fight in that young lady was absolutely amazing. And sometimes I really needed to check myself and go, you know what? Yeah, you're doing okay.
2: 100% agree with that. Yep. She was, it's remarkable, right? A nine year old kid that never complained despite that, that horrible battle, battle with cancer, all the procedures she had, all the treatments, truly an inspiration. You can't, you can't overstate that. She was an inspiration. Anyway, guys, Thank Happy, you Thanksgiving, Happy Thanksgiving, Craig. Thanksgiving, Craig, and we'll Craig. see you.
1: Uh, we'll, we, If you haven't heard our Thanksgiving show, please tune in for that. And Craig and I will be at the BSU-ASU game Friday night, Beavers versus Sun Devils. So I will see you on Friday, Craig, and uh, more hockey, buddy. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving. All
0: right, guys. Bye. Good night. Huh. All right. Wow, that was tough. Yeah, I was gonna bring, I was gonna bring up Layton, but I'm glad Craig did because you know he's gotten the chance to talk to her, and obviously you did too. I never got the opportunity to meet her, but just from a fan perspective, just you know she's really touched this organization, and again, just like you know when we talked about Hockey Fights Cancer Night, just a reminder that you know we should all be just so there's just things that are bigger than yeah. hockey, bigger than anything else. So you know, sending all of our love to her family. I'm sure this has been a really hard day and especially coming around the holidays. It's extremely difficult as well. So definitely sending love her way. Um, We like PD said, he will be at the ASU game with Craig on Friday. We will be off tomorrow and Friday in terms of shows, but we will be back Saturday night for the post game after the Dallas game. Um, We are one, one game closer to 82. Let's pull up, Pull up the punch card, see where we're going. Twenty down, sixty-two. <sighs> that to was twenty. Yep. Well, that's kind 62, of a milestone getting to the first to twenty. That's a big deal, uh, you know. Three wins. <laughs> so, well, and this is when you're at,
1: when you're in the coaching room. Yeah, after twenty games, you start to the playoffs picture starts to take place. Yeah. You say by American Thanksgiving, eighty yeah, percent of the teams it? are in the playoffs. Are in the playoffs? That's crazy. So there's very few changes. I, I don't think this is the year
0: Yeah no not not looking not looking great well we'll uh, we'll keep following along our little punch card
1: and Caleb said where are the smileys and frownies we did agree on it
0: we did. I need to get but, our... But there's uh, more
1: to it than that.
0: Yes, I need to get our uh, graphic graphics designer guy Who is it.
1: also at Friendsgiving yes. and not at work and won't be at work tomorrow. So we're yes. getting there, we're, Caleb. Yes, we're getting there. We're getting there.
0: It's holiday week. Uh, we'll, we'll get there. Um, as always, be sure to check out the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use that code PHNX. Bet on tomorrow's NFL games. Get $100 in free bets if the other team scores. And uh, please follow us on Twitter at SPetersHockey, at Leah Merrill, at Craig S. Morgan, and... At PHNX underscore Coyotes, the bet is still on for the Espo to take the slap shot. So tell your friends, tell your family. When you walk into Thanksgiving tomorrow, get have everyone break out their yeah. phone and follow at PHNX underscore Coyotes. We are looking for that slap shot um, on Espo. So make it happen. And um, like we said before, uh, thank you so much to everyone who's part of our family. Please become a part of our family. This has you know just been. We talk about Thanksgiving and what we're thankful for. I'm just thankful that we get to talk hockey every night. And I know we joke about, you know, the Coyotes struggling and whatever else, but to be able to do this and interact with, you know, new people and it's just amazing. So
1: it's thankful. What a good year. It's been a good year. It's
0: been a very good year. So we'll see everybody um, back again on Saturday. Thanks so much for listening and have a really happy Thanksgiving, everyone.
1: Happy Thanksgiving.